Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. If you want to get to the heart of what your style is and how to express that in your home, then I'm excited to share some free resources with you. When you pre-order my new book, Style, The Art of Creating a Beautiful Home, before its worldwide release on July 5, you will get instant access to some free bonuses. First of all, you will go into the draw to win one of 10 places in the Styling Masterclass, valued at Australian $799. Secondly, you will get a free workbook on how to find your style, 
This is basically taking the ideas behind the book and helping you apply them to who you are. And finally, you will get instant access to three styling insider guides, including how to style step-by-step, -step, walking you through how to style a space, a styling checklist, what you need to make sure you have in each space, and your essential styling toolkit, which includes the essentials I have in my home that help me always be ready to style my spaces. Just a reminder that these free bonuses are only available when you pre-order my new book, Style. All you have to do to claim your bonuses is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book and enter your receipt or order number from your bookseller and you will get instant access to the downloads and will automatically go into the draw for the giveaway. You will find all the T's and C's there too. So don't forget to go to nataliewalton.com forward slash stylebook and you will find out where you can pre-order the book and how to collect your bonuses. Hello everyone, I hope you're all well. Today I'm excited to share an interview with the duo, the creative couple behind Design Tales. They live in Berlin and they have forged a career as a photographer and food stylist respectively. I will be chatting with Lara Mathusius and Nora Eisenman. And Lara is the photographer, Nora is the food stylist. And in 2013, they started with a food blog called Food Stories, which is at underscore food stories underscore, which has now grown to have more than 1 million followers. When they renovated their first apartment in 2016, they decided to share their passion for design and interiors in their account at underscore design tales underscore. And since then, they've renovated two houses, one in Sweden and one in Germany, and continue to embrace their passion of food and design. I hope that you enjoy our conversation. And before you just get stuck in, I just want to flag that we do have a little sound issue about halfway through the interview. It's just for a minute. So please bear with us in that moment. We were both experiencing storms, them in Berlin and myself in Byron Bay. And technology and the internet connection was not on our side, but it's just for a brief moment. And I hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation. Hello, Laura and Nora. I am very excited to, to meet you both and interview you today. I'm really looking forward to learning more about your story. I came across you through your design feed, um, Design Tales on Instagram. And then while I was doing a little bit of research for for this interview, I realized that you've actually got this whole other food side <laughs> to your to your business, which is it far eclipses, I guess, in some ways, what you do with your design work. So I'm fascinated the fact that you've been able to sort of work in these two different mediums and, and share in this way. So first of all, I kind of want to go back to the beginning and maybe one at a time you can share your own stories of your creativity, your journey to becoming who you are today in terms of your career. So who would like to start first? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You start. Should I start? Yeah. Um, okay, so um, I, I, uh, I've been born in Berlin, and uh, when I was a child, we moved to the countryside. Close so just sorry, do you, for the for the listeners, do you want to say who you are? Because they oh, won't be able sorry. to distinguish sorry, before. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Laura, I'm the photographer, 
And um, yeah, I've been born in Berlin and then grew up in the countryside. And um, we, yeah, I, I spent a lot of years in the countryside in my childhood, which was really nice. And I loved to be outside in nature and had a lot of freedom. And that was a really nice uh, time. When I was 11 years old, my mother died. So that was uh, quite a turnaround. And um, so from then we moved back to Berlin and everything changed and it was quite a difficult time. And when I finished school, I totally got into photography, thanks to my godmother, actually, because she took me to um, she took me to an exhibition from the photographer Giselle Freund, which is a she 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 mostly did like portrait photography. And I was totally amazed by her photos because she also captured a lot of uh, the writers that I was reading at that time. And that was totally, yeah, I totally got into photography because of that exhibition. So I started to look for photography schools in Berlin and then applied. And um, that's that's kind of how it started for me. And yeah, since then, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. So, so yeah. but, but, but how, I mean, lots of people love doing photography and lots of people want to have a career as a photographer and, you know, hope that they can make a living out of it. But so you say you went to school and, and studied photography, but then then what? Because that's in many ways <laughs> often the hardest part is kind of getting started and, and, and getting work. So did you assist for people or how did you kind of start to get work as a photographer? Yeah, no, not at all. I actually like during my studies, I did a lot of personal work also to work with my childhood trauma and then it was really kind of more like in like in an art direction. I did a lot of abstract work, a lot of portraits, like totally different from what we're doing now. And I remember uh, for our final for our final work, um, I remember that one of my one of my uh, colleagues she she did a work about food, and I was like, oh my god, that's so boring. <laughs> and I don't know, like a, like a few months later. Um, Nora and I decided uh, to do a food blog just because like I had a lot of food intolerances and um, it was almost like after I finished my studies and um, so we we just we just started because we wanted to share recipes because we couldn't really find good recipes in Germany and it was it was 2013 so gluten-free was not such a big thing in Germany at that time so we just started to share these recipes and along the way i really realized that i enjoyed to photograph food which was kind of a surprise for me and we we just realized that it's like such a big industry out there that you can do quite a lot in this field you can photograph cookbooks like there are a lot of brands obviously who sell food and need photos so we just we just started quite quickly to realize that we want to do this for a living. And we, we saw our blog as a portfolio to, to find clients. And it, it really worked out quite fast, I would say, because we put in all our energy and all our work and quit both our jobs quite quickly. Uh, so, yeah, fully concentrated on that. So, yeah, we, we gave us a, a time a time frame, like one and a half years, we, we are going to do this. And if we don't see money coming up there in the time, 
we will maybe uh, focus on something else. But um, it, as Laura said, it uh, quickly evolved and um, also through Instagram because there you could share your photos very easily in a beautiful way. And I think that's that's a great tool to meet clients. Yes. Yeah, we were completely new to this whole social media world. It was completely new to us. Like both of us, we were we were not really like privately. We were we were not on Instagram or something. And I remember that my best friend, she um, with whom I studied, she she already had an Instagram account, and she had like twenty thousand followers. <laughs> and I, w I I found it so awkward that strange people would like her photos and. Uh, um, so yeah, and then we, we just started as well and everything evolved so quickly. Also even to, um, I think the first blog post we did in German, but then um, also through Instagram because it was so international, we changed to English. And uh, at the blog, actually, we do uh, German and English still for our German followers. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great time, yeah. It was happening everything really fast and uh, such a great adventure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so many things I want to kind of yeah. discuss about all this. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, one of them, um, Laura, I think is is um, what I often actually find with photographers and, and I guess probably other types of creativity as well is that, you know, you say that you had this interest in a different type of photography and you didn't think that you were going to go into food photography, but... I'm sure in many ways your passion and what you learnt in that other style of photography, portraiture, probably actually elevates your food photography because you come at it from a different approach. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally, definitely. And I also don't see it like in a separate way now. Like for me, it's the same. It's photography and I don't, I don't care if it's if we shoot for a personal project or if we shoot for a client, for me, it's always the same passion, the same energy. We put our heart and soul in everything we, we capture. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really grateful that we can do that for a living, that we have so much passion about it. Yeah. Okay. So Nora, can you share a little bit about your, your story? Yeah, sure. So I was always kind of in a creative area also. And as a child, I really loved to draw and make paintings and everything in the kindergarten, you know, like it was so much fun. And then I went to school and uh, started to play volleyball for 10 years um, on a professional basis uh, since uh, until the end of school. And that was a great time for me because I really learned a lot about teamwork and um, uh, was very great. And after school, I wanted to uh, do something more creative because I felt school, I didn't feel so well in school. There were so many things, but I wanted to do more some handcraft things. And in the school by then, you didn't do something like that. And then I um, studied fashion design for three years in Berlin also. I'm also from Berlin and um, that was also a fantastic time and a lot of hard work and everything. But uh, in the very end, I, I also worked a few years in the fashion industry, but I didn't felt like 100% comfortable there and it was so very stressful and and I, through a project, I, a film project in my atelier, I met Laura. 
And then uh, one year later, we um, became a couple and um, we did a lot of cooking and um, kind of cook a lot and to create kind of, you know, you take nice cutlery and beautiful ceramic and um, to really, you know, cherish this moment um, to eat together. And then the, we, yeah, we decided to, to work together and uh, start the blog. <laughs> so I want to ask you then about this transition from, like you say, you studied fashion, you worked in the industry, and then you sort of felt that it wasn't right for you. But a lot of people struggle with that transition of letting go of something. You know, they've studied something for a long time yes. and you've put time and effort into it, you know, all those years. And then to sort of decide, make that decision that it's not right for you. What helped you with that? Because a lot of people just stay with that thing that they're not quite happy with because they feel like, well, I've spent so long doing that. So I, I should just you know, maybe it will get better yeah. or whatever. What what helped you make that decision to let it go? I think by nature, I'm a person who doesn't stick to things too much. You know, I, I, I try to live in the future a bit, you know, in the moment and the future. And um, for me, it was quite easy because I really like to uh, try different things. You know, at the moment we're doing food photography, but I don't know what we will be doing in 10 years, you know. I really like to try out a lot of, yeah, other jobs. I mean, I can be, yeah, that's for me very interesting. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a very open-minded person. Yeah. You can really easily adjust to new situations, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, I can have fun to put the paper into the bins or something. You know, it's, it's, it sounds strange, but I don't know. I, I can see challenges everywhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I, I completely get it. So I'm really curious about how you work. You know, as you said, you're a couple and you work together. How, <laughs> I, I mean, how, how does that work? I mean, obviously lots, you know, there are lots of couples out there yes. that work together, but, you know, it's there. So there's obviously seems to be quite clear boundaries that Laura is the photographer, Nora, yeah. you're the stylist. But, and I'm sure you give each other feedback <laughs> and, you know, and thoughts and so on. But what about then, or can you just share a little bit about the process then of, of working together? I, I think it actually works quite well. We never really thought about it before we started this journey. We just did it and we love to spend time together. So it's not that we feel like, oh, it's too much now or something, not at all. And I think we have, we have both different things to do of course but still it's like uh, we style things together or sometimes during a shoot Nora would be like oh this angle would be really interesting Laura do you know do you see it or then maybe she even takes the camera and does a photo so it actually kind of like is coming together like yeah yeah we don't think so much about it um but I know it can be hard to work as a couple but yeah. for us it uh, luckily it worked very well <laughs> I mean, what we what we kind of realized or what we have to take care of is to get enough free time as a couple, because when you do something which you are so passionate about it, you it easily can also get too much. So this is something we learned in the last two years, I would say that it's also 
healthy and good to take some breaks and um, have a weekend without work and um, meet friends and do something else. So yeah, I think you can easily get lost in this kind of working too much when you are like self-employed and start something that you really like. So this is maybe something, yeah, that we kind of take care for now. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. And I, I have to ask you as well, obviously, about, you know, you've got more than a million followers on your food Instagram feed. Um, can you share, like, what has been your intention with that feed? You know, I mean, you say that obviously you started out, you know, it was about cooking food that was gluten-free or, you know, that you could eat. Yes. But obviously, you know, you wanted to capture it in a beautiful way. What what was the idea behind it in terms of the way that you decided to approach the photography and the styling of it? And, um, you know, what was at the heart and soul of it, do you think? And is that still the same today as what it was when you started out? Yeah, I think when we started out, it was like to eat gluten-free was really ugly. Like you could find a gluten-free bread or a gluten-free pastry if you were really lucky in an organic food shop, but it was not delicious and not beautiful and um we both love beauty we love art we love to look at beautiful things so we it was just like really sad why why should the food be so ugly <laughs> so this was kind of like a a point in the beginning to create something that looks as good as something made from wheat uh, and that could be delicious and beautiful so I think this was the main goal and it still is today that we still get feedback sometimes from people who, who, who are like, oh, wow, this cake is gluten-free. It doesn't look like it. And so this is something that was important for us and still is today, I would say. And then, of course, we also, we both feel really, we, we really love nature and we really love to bring the food outdoors, to enjoy gatherings outside in the summer we love to look for beautiful locations to kind of, I don't know, create a like a, a dreamy reality, which is kind of... Yeah, almost like a painting, I think you could yeah. say. Yeah, like just a moment of uh, peace and calmness and yes. Yeah, and so it was always just about kind of creating this thing of beauty when you were sort of sharing on Instagram. And did it just grow quite organically? From that, would you say, Laura? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah. And so, what, what do you think helped it grow to, you know, over a million followers? I mean, that just seems phenomenal. You know, it's yeah. I mean, so many people, I guess, particularly brands and you know, even people with their own little businesses, would love to have that kind of growth. What do you think are some of the the key reasons why it's sort of resonated so much? Hundred percent consistency. We posted every day. We worked so much. We produced so much content. We learned so much along the way. So I would definitely say consistency. Yeah. And what, what are some of those lessons that you learned along the way? Well, I guess um, because we have been new in our jobs and we didn't learn this job, we, uh, at the very beginning, we had to um, try to be more confident um, also about numbers and payments and everything, you know. And um, uh, for example, our very first job was for a, um, a how do you say, book dealer? Yeah, a book publisher. Bo book, book publisher, yeah. Publisher. 
and we had to photograph uh, food in a cafe. And it was our very first job. It yeah. was well paid. And we have been so nervous about it. Yeah, and we've been so afraid, both of us. Like, oh, what's if we are not professional enough? If we are not good enough? If uh, they don't like the photos, you know? And um, I was, but it was a success. It was good. And I think, you know, jobs where you don't feel comfortable in the beginning because you didn't do those kind of jobs before, then you really have to trust yourself, you know, and then you grow with this job. And then uh, for 90%, you're doing this job great because you have the skills anyway. And if not, you learn something from it. So, exactly. yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons we learned was definitely to to trust more to, to trust into our to have trust into our skills and yeah don't let the fear become bigger because of course it can be also good sometimes to be a little bit nervous and have that certain energy but if it's too much it's yeah it can be also overwhelming so yeah it's i mean everyone has that kind of thing i think to a certain point so that was a, a big lesson to to trust ourselves yeah yeah, no, it's so important. Now, and what about? Oh, sorry, go, go, sorry, Nora. No, I just also think um, it's super important to um, have a good vibe with your client. So we learned yeah. this over the years. If we, even if it's a big job or something, but if you don't feel a good connection or it's getting too complicated in the beginning, then we sometimes say, okay, maybe you should work with someone else or so. Because in the very end, you will be just super stressed, you know, and the money doesn't help them either. And no one will be happy afterwards. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. So can you sort of share some of the, the campaigns that you've worked on or the, the sort of the types of jobs Do, if, in terms of how you actually derive your income? Is most of it through taking photos for Instagram for brands or are you doing... Um, you know, like you said, you were doing with a cookbook, for instance, or or whatever. Like, what other types of projects have you worked on over the years? Yeah, we do we do work a lot for a German supermarket actually for their homepage and Instagram. So nothing that we share. Um, we do that monthly since four years or five years yeah. even now. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, we have a lot of we have so many different clients. Also because we have two profiles, so you can you kind of attract like. A bigger like a wider client range you can say so it's, it's very different definitely like food brands um and then of course also interior brands magazines magazines like in the beginning we thought we would do much more like we were dreaming to do a lot of work for books but this is not something that we actually do that much um yeah we do a lot of work for for clients that that they can use the pictures afterwards for whatever they Apps want or or, or their homepage or Instagram yeah. obviously yeah yeah and so who who actually does like do, is one of the, the the person that kind of actually like posts and replies to the comments like how do you manage that like if there's two of you and you've got say for instance with, if it's the food account or do you one of you does the food account and the other person does the design tales how does it work no we do it both but I think it's like you're doing more. I, I I'm doing more because yes. Nora is cooking a lot. So when Nora cooks, I can't cook at all. So when Nora cooks, like I have a lot of time to reply to emails, do Instagram. So I just also have more time for it. This is the reason. Yeah. 
And so do you develop your own recipes as well? Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. by ourselves, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge job in of itself. Yes, but it's also exciting. I mean, you, you learn every day, you know, that's great, I think. Yeah. I'm so fascinated because Nora isn't a trained chef or something, but I mean, yeah, I think her work is amazing, what, what she's doing. And I mean, not only for our blog, but also like for clients that have totally different uh, needs, like, I don't know, grilled meat or something that we would never share on the blog. But <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you learn by the years, you know. Yeah. Um, and so now let's talk about the design tales. So what kicked off the idea to just sort of start a completely separate feed? And um, yeah, can you just share a little bit about that, Laura? Maybe you can share a little bit about it. Yeah, we when we we wanted to to spend more time in the countryside, and my father has a house here, but at some point he also wanted to spend more time in the countryside. When we were renovating our first um, flat in the countryside in a house of neighbors, we just really wanted to to capture that process and to share that process because we were we, we realized we really have another passion not only for food but also for design. So we really wanted to share that as well. So what I'm curious about is, I guess, even more when it comes to the home, is that you've got two different people. And even though you, you know, obviously you both have an appreciation for certain things, when it comes to creating homes, which is such a personal thing, it's the space that you're living in, do you have very similar aesthetics when it comes to the home? Or is there, you know, and how do you do that together? I mean, often when I kind of come across couples or, you know, families or whatever who they're designing the home, there's usually one person who's more the person who's really passionate about it. But obviously you've both got quite a strong design aesthetic and an appreciation of things. So how do you negotiate that? Maybe, um, Nora, you can share your perspective on that. Uh, for us, it's uh, very easy, I would say, because we both are in this Instagram world and we love to look at magazines and beautiful books like yours <laughs> and get inspired and um, then we each want to be finding beautiful furniture and stuff uh, inspiration and then we show each other when we have a new project um, what the other finds and then uh, we decide together um, we actually I would say we have quite similar tastes super similar tastes yeah. um, but of course we trust also each other you know and in the end it always looks good I mean <laughs> yeah sometimes there is a piece that Nora wants more um, other way around and then, but in the end the, the other person is always convinced that it was a good idea yeah and your your spaces I mean they have a um you know a very earthy kind of feel to them you know there's very much lots of layers you know this appreciation of um you know the kind of rustic elements and the kind of the peeled back you know raw elements of a space but there's also the injection of more contemporary pieces as well. And, you know, I some, sometimes it's lighting, you know, like one of, I'm not quite sure, I kind of, they're a little bit mixed up in my head, but one of them, you've got like a rattan bed head, which is quite different to, you know, say what you might expect in a space like that. So do you think that getting that balance between, inter, 
you know, interjecting um, more contemporary pieces is key for, you know, to kind of bring those spaces to life because sometimes, you know, it, it's a fine balance, isn't it? Sort of getting that right. Yeah, we actually never really think about it. We just buy what we love and we love both. We love rustic vintage furniture and then we love contemporary pieces. So we just, it's kind of, it's not that we think about, oh, we have to find the balance. Would that be too much now? We just kind of do it by our intuition, like what would feel good for the space and what we just really like. And so far it's worked out quite well. Yeah. And can you share a little bit about your design process? So you've um, renovated, you know, some of these spaces from scratch. You know, they've been, I think it was the schoolhouse that was, you know, completely, it was almost like derelict. Yes, um, yes. What, what's the process that you go through? Like, do you start with um, an image that inspires you or is there like a piece of something that you find and that's the starting point? Can you share a little bit about the design process? Yes, I think uh, first of all, we go into the house or flat or something and then feel maybe what kind of function each room has. I think we always start like with the like kind of with the energy of the place. Like, how does it feel? Where do you want to have the living room? Should we open up the wall for more space? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or do you need like bigger windows for more light? Kind of these things, yeah. and also to try to keep as much of the original house and to kind of highlight it also for later. For example, if you have wooden floors, you know, so we free the wooden. Floors from carpets or old stuff and um, wash them. Or, for example, we use um, old doors and um, to get that charming vibe to a house. Because with the schoolhouse, it was actually really, I mean, it was such an ugly house in the beginning. Like inside. Inside, <laughs> yeah, not outside. It was luckily not, but inside, like they had done so much bad things to the house. Like they added plastic windows. They, the owners they threw out the beautiful wooden doors and put in plastic doors and all this stuff that kind of hurts your soul when you look at it yeah i always think as well i mean certainly anyone within australia you know we're always kind of partly envious of european homes and just the layers of history like you just don't get that you know within the, the sort of buildings here you know there's just not that layer of history and um my, I don't know if you've got my book still, but I went to um, the house, um, you know, from Bauwerk, um, the, yeah. the paint brand. And there, um, yeah. I don't know if that's close to, because I know you've got that place outside of Berlin um, and they were sort of outside of Berlin if you're in that vicinity or at all. But the walls in that house and then the walls in, in your places, they just so reminiscent and they've just got so much character. It's just... Um, yeah, it, it just brings it to life. It's And is that what inspires you when you're kind of taking the photos and sharing the photos of that space? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's 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 all of these old details that kind of make a place unique, maybe. And I'm curious as well, because just when you were sort of saying about sort of sharing, you know, the day or the moment, um, you know, lots of people struggle to sort of put themselves in photos on Instagram. Yeah. Is that something that you have always done? I mean, you don't necessarily do it a lot, but um, is that something that you've kind of, you know, felt either more confident to do or sort of felt that you should do? Or um, how, how have you kind of 
overcome? Did you have any doubts about doing that at the start? And how have you overcome that for, for all those people who are still hiding behind their cameras, I guess? <laughs> I think we have two photos of us on our food stories feed and we are doing it since eight years. Um, and, and we have like also two photos on our design yes. channel feed. So yeah, we're definitely super shy when it comes to that. And um, but you can also say that um, our work is our focus, you know, we want to sell our work and um, we don't need to be like, I don't know, important as a personality. You know, I think our work is uh, how we earn the money and uh, what the clients should see. We don't exactly. want to mix it too with too much personal stuff. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. we're actually quite private, so we don't really share... We don't really share a lot of personal stuff. We got a little bit more open this year, I think, um, sharing like that we are, was it, it's two years ago already. Yeah, we, yes. we shared that we got married and things like that. I think maybe we wouldn't have done that eight years ago because we were, maybe we were too shy or too scared or, yeah, but this is something we shared with our community and um, it was such a really nice feedback. So that was a really nice, um, a really nice feeling and and I've got us a little bit more confident. <laughs> and I've, I've got to ask as well, what about writing the captions? Do you, do you struggle with that or is, does that come easily? No, not at all. I think we're just really more into pictures. And if I could, I mean, I would also like just share pictures without writing any text, to be honest, that would be totally enough. Um, because yeah, we're not like the storytellers, no. like the writers or something, you know? Not through language, more yeah. through the picture. Like we love to still stories, uh, tell stories, but not through through language. Yeah, that's not our, that's not our, how you say? But it's okay. Our challenge, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can you just share um, sort of before we get into sort of the last kind of few questions, just a little bit about your kind of day in the life. Can you share a little bit about your process, like sort of how you go about, you know, like, yeah, just give us a bit of a snapshot. Oh, it's so different. <laughs> yeah, it's every day super different. Um, as Laura said, we because of kind of two jobs, you know, with the food and with the interior. So, um, but of course we do everyday mails and Instagram and we often go food shopping or prop hunting. And um, then uh, I mainly doing the recipes, recipe uh, research and cooking and Laura's maybe preparing already a bit um, the setup and then we photograph together Laura's editing. And um, at the very end of the day, we always eat together. Um, I always cook like a warm dish and so this is really like a big trip and important tradition to us. Yeah, like a ritual almost. We love to cook at the end of the day. It kind of just calms you down after a stressful day and yeah, but like we don't have kind of like an, it's not like we wake up every day at six, seven, eight in the morning or something like that. It's just like so different. We just allow ourselves to adapt to the different I don't know, situation, client, whatever just comes our way right now. So, yeah. And are you eating a lot of food a lot of the time? Like, I mean, you're <laughs> developing all these recipes. No. <laughs> no, actually, I can't, I can't eat a lot of the things we do for clients. So we always invite our neighbors or friends afterwards <laughs> to kind of eat all the stuff that Nora cooks. And they always come with big boxes and 
gonna freeze <laughs> all the things and um but yeah i mean when we shoot something for our blog of course it's like uh yeah it's super nice to, to yeah. eat it afterwards <laughs> you would be good people to be neighbors with that's all i can yeah. say yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so what's next for you two i mean do you have a plan of what you're hoping to do with the blog or um you know where you want to take it or other projects i mean we we really want to do a i don't know you say relaunch maybe that sounds so big but we just want to change a little bit work with the design uh, of the blog this year because we haven't done that since ages and we really want to change the look a little bit uh, we have a really good friend who who's really talented at that, so we're excited to work with her on that. And we would love to get more design tales content done again because before the pandemic, we we did a lot of home stories, and we really loved that to meet new people, to see their homes. It's it's so intimate, it's so interesting, and this is something we would really do more again soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds exciting. All right, I've got some sort of rapid fire style questions. Um, I'm just wondering, I might get you to do them, um, like all of them individually, because then it'll sort of just yeah. kind of, well, otherwise it might get confusing which runs which. So Nora, we, we might um, start with you. So which five words best describe you? Okay, <laughs> um, I think, um pretty well organized so i'm organized and i i must say i'm a perfectionist <laughs> i really you know every detail has to be okay and fine <laughs> that's why you're a stylist yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. and uh, of course that comes together with uh, focused very well because if you're cooking you need to be really kind of concentrated concentrated and focused and baking you know and um creative <laughs> yeah i'm very creative and um i don't know what else maybe gentle yeah i'm very like a calm and but a gentle person and yeah it's a i think maybe a good combination because our job is very stressful <laughs> yeah definitely good way to be what's the best lesson you've learned uh i I really think what I uh, talked before about it, that um, you have to be confident about yourself in the job. Yeah, definitely, that you learn for every job and trust yourself. What's your proudest achievement? My proudest achievement? Hmm. I think um, I really love how our schoolhouse came out in the very end, really, because we didn't have an architect or anything, uh, any help that really we decided every little detail in the house and everything came together we feel so home here you know and i'm so happy every day to be here and um, have the opportunity to live in a great house like this <laughs> what's been your best decision uh i think definitely to start to work with Laura. <laughs> thank you <laughs> and to to start our blog who inspires you? Uh, of course, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. definitely Laura, yes. And um, I, I think you would also say the nature, definitely. You know, we yeah. live on the countryside, we go out every day, and um, 
uh, we feel the seasons um, every day and uh, it's such, yeah, I'm so glad to live here. Yeah. What are you passionate about? And you can't say Laura. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely interior and food. I mean, yes, of course. <laughs> what dream do you still want to fulfill? Um, I think um, this is a plan we're talking about a couple of years now. Um, because we traveled a lot of in Scandinavia and have been staying at beautiful places. And I think one day I want to create a beautiful place which we can rent out. So kind of a holiday home. Yes. For others. Yeah. For others. That would be a dream for the future. <laughs> yep. What are you reading at the moment? Are you reading any books at the moment? Yes, I'm uh, a bit more into science stuff, to be honest, like uh, reading, because we work with this, all those photos and creating moments, but I also like to um, yeah, get some science stuff. And for example, um, it's an author called Charles Seaman, and he is writing about the impact of Columbus in America, things like this, what have what was the time before he lived before there and uh, what happened afterwards and um, but also into garden books. So there's a really great English um, writer called Dave Goulson. I hope I'm spelling it right. <laughs> and he's writing about how to have an um, ecologically garden, you know. Um, uh, be friendly garden like this really recommend uh, this kind of books <laughs> great and what are you listening to do you listen to any podcasts or otherwise what music are you listening to uh, not so many podcasts to be honest yet um, uh, mainly music yeah but um, like Spotify playlist nothing really special yeah so any sort of artists in particular or type what type of music what genre i would say i really like pop music um but for example phoenix i really like or metronomy i really like like really a bit calm happy music you know and uh, yeah that's my kind of favorite <laughs> bands yeah and what piece of advice would you give to your younger self um, I don't know if I would give an advice, to be honest, because maybe I think it's important to just uh, learn the lessons you learn, you know, by doing step by step and to grow. So maybe I wouldn't do give any advice. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I can understand that. Okay, yeah. great. So, Laura, can you share which five words best describe you? Yes, uh, definitely impatient, unfortunately. <laughs> um, then also creative. And I think I'm very sensitive. Um, chaotic, like not in a way, like not, not in an interior way. Like I really like order, but more into like kind of like, an, I don't know. I'm not really good with time, for example. Um, yeah. And then maybe also powerful i don't know if that's the right word but i have a lot of energy that's yeah so maybe powerful would work 
Yeah, great. What's the best lesson you've learned? Definitely to trust your intuition, I would say. I mean, I think that's the most important lesson I've learned. And this is something that sounds so easy, but sometimes we kind of forget about it and want to handle more like what our head is telling us. And I think it always works best when you trust your intuition and your gut feeling. Definitely. Um, what's been your proudest achievement? Good question. <laughs> um, I think probably that we managed to grow our business because like as Nora said, like my father, who's now probably our biggest supporter and fan and uh, is very dear to me and has done a lot for us. But in the beginning, he was really, yeah, maybe scared and yeah, not so positive. And he asked me if I don't want to study something real. So that was something really, yeah, like a moment I'm really proud of to kind of that I can tell him, okay, everything worked out pretty well. And yeah. Yeah. What's been your best decision? Definitely the same that Nora said to start working with Nora and to, to, to work, to have a work which you are passionate about. Who inspires you? I'm sorry, but I also have to say Nora, because I really think it's it's such a good match. And I'm so grateful for that because we are similar in so many things, but on the other hand, also really different. And that like she inspires me in so many ways and so many things that I would do so differently or that I would see so differently. And I think that's, yeah, it's it has such a big value for me to to learn to learn the lessons of life with her. I don't know, maybe that sounds super cheesy, but it's the truth. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm getting a, a kind of an appreciation for maybe the recipe for your success as such, because, you know, you're, you're both each other's cheerleaders, which is really beautiful. <laughs> so what, what are you passionate about? Definitely photography. I just really love photography. And um, I love to go through catalogs uh, of other photographers to go to exhibitions and then definitely also design. Like I, I love when we travel to Denmark, we go to Copenhagen so many times and it's it always, yeah, I always feel so energized afterwards to meet up with friends who have design companies and this whole design universe is really something I'm passionate about at the moment. What dream do you still want to fulfill? I think maybe to create an interior book one day because I really enjoy doing these home tours uh, on the blog and I think it would be super nice to make a, a book one day. Yeah. I'm sure you'll do it. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are you reading? I read a lot of novels normally, but at the moment, because we have a new building project coming next month, and at the moment I'm a lot into um, interior books and I got your book for my birthday and... <laughs> That was so funny because seriously, I was, um, Nora gifted it to me and, and I was like, oh my God, this is the best interior book I saw in a while. Who wrote it? And then we just looked you up on Instagram and this is how we found you. And yeah, now we're here doing oh. the podcast with you. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just never know what will happen, do you? <laughs> um, 
what are you listening to? Um, lately, I'm like a lot, like a little bit more into podcasts because um, a friend of ours, Eva Cosmos Flores, which has a really beautiful um, food blog as well. It's called Adventures in Cooking. She just interviewed us a few months ago for her new podcast called Feels Like Home, which I really liked. And then we obviously listened to your podcast before this interview <laughs> to kind of uh, get into the mood. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm also, I'm a lot into music. At the moment, I, I'm really addicted to Arlo Parks. I love her music. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm, I'm soaking up all these recommendations. I need new music <laughs> recommendations. So that's really great. Um, and what about you? What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? I would definitely tell my younger self, everything will be good. Trust in yourself and don't be so afraid. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a um, it's such a hard lesson to learn, isn't it? Like it can feel so hard, but it's so true. And it sounds like you were saying before, it sounds so simple, but it can be really hard. It's just all those thoughts in our head that sort of swirl around sometimes making us think other things. But yeah, you've just got to learn to sort of listen to yourself, don't you? Totally. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for both of you joining me today. Um, I've loved getting to know more about you both and getting an insight into your, your lives, your work process, um, all the things that you've been doing. It's, um, yeah, it's been really great. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for the thank wonderful you. opportunity. It was super lovely to see you. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.